are listening to the Pax Palestine podcast, a podcast that features interviews with some of the local Palestinian partners of Pax, a peace organization based in the Netherlands. Pax works together with committed citizens and partners to protect civilians against acts of war, to end armed violence and to build a just peace. In Palestine, Pax supports local partners in building resilient communities, promoting human security and equality in the political, cultural and social domain, and in fighting the injustices resulting from the protracted occupation. My name is Crystal and I'm your host. I am a Dutch citizen living in Palestine with my Palestinian husband and two children. Besides running a cafe and a bar in Bethlehem, I produce a weekly podcast called Stories from Palestine. For Pax, I produced this special trilogy of interviews with the local partners that Pax supports. This is the second episode of the three, an interview with Nasif and Ikram about the work of the PCPD, the Palestine Center for Peace and Democracy. In this episode, you will also hear some snippets of a discussion about local politics between students at the Bethlehem Bible College. Our families raised us to stay away or put this fear inside us. Don't talk politics. Don't talk politics. For me, this is what I live. When someone asks me about politics, I try my best to avoid these arguments. I don't feel comfortable in talking politics. And really, I am not educated in this field. I don't know any, nothing. And this is a sad thing, unfortunate thing, that I am like 29 and I don't know nothing about it. How can we choose someone, a candidate, and we don't know the basics of politics? The same faces, the same people. You don't have, for example, a new youth who are in decision-making. I think it's the time to have new people, new blood in the political system. Good morning, Nasif. I'm really happy that you have time to do a podcast interview for Pax, one of your partner organizations. And I would like to ask you if you can please introduce yourself and tell us what is the PCPD? Thank you. I'm Nasif Mualim, the policy advisor working at the Palestinian Center for Peace and Democracy, PCPD. PCPD is one of the well-known leading Palestinian organizations working for two issues, the just peace with the Israelis and democracy. As for just peace, we believe and we are committed into United Nations resolutions that talks into having two seats. As for democracy, we are working to find a Palestinian public opinion that believes in the establishment of Palestine, a civil, democratic, secular state that is committed into equality despite six 
religion, political affiliation, color, and etc. So this is the PCPD, which has its own target groups working in all the districts of the West Bank. And we are having our own staff as well as our volunteers, supporters, and interns. Now we are engaged and involved strongly in the electoral process. So everyone is so busy these days since it is considered as a season for PCPD in order to make a change that we have dreamed of throughout the previous 16 years since our last parliament elections took place on 2006. Can you explain to listeners how are the Palestinians ruled? What is the political structure? In the West Bank, we are having some complicated system. The executive authority is having two heads because our political system is the mixed one where we have the government and we have the presidential institutions. But in our basic law that was approved in 2003, it gives the power to Mr. President more than the government and even more than the parliament. So now we are ruled by Mr. Abbas and Mr. Ishtaya. Mr. Ishtaya headed the government and Mr. Abbas headed the presidential. And he is also the president of Palestine. He is the president and he is the general secretary of PLO. And he has some other positions. So for ordinary Palestinian, he doesn't know who is responsible. Is it the government or Mr. President? So it needs also some knowledge about the system. In general, people not satisfied with their own daily life. People are suffering from this occupation. It is the Israeli daily practice. It, it is the confiscation of land. It is demolishing of our houses, the chickens, the killings, all of these which are known for any ordinary person in the world. But secondly, we suffer from poverty. And poverty is not the problem. Poverty is the result of the problem. It is the lack of vacancies and jobs, unemployment. And unemployment in Palestine is caused by two, the closure of the Israelis, secondly, from the capitalists of Palestine, capitalism. Even these capitalists in Palestine have destroyed our agriculture. They have destroyed our industry. If Palestinians were wanting to change the system and they wanted to vote, what options do they have? What political parties can people vote from? Here in Palestine, we are similar to the United States of America. We are having the two powers. We have the Islamic Brotherhood movement, which is called Hamas, and we have Fatah, which is the main backbone of PLO. So these are the two powers. What is PLO? For people who don't know... PLO is the Palestinian umbrella that includes all Palestinian political parties since 1965. It was established in order to accomplish a mission which is liberating Palestine. All the Palestinian factions that were established since 1965 until nowadays are part of this PLO. happen to know by any chance what is the difference between the PLO and the PNA because we hear both terms for the Palestinian Authority. PLO is the Palestinian Liberation Organization. 
which represent all Palestinians inside or outside Palestine and represent all political parties. But the PNA, which was supposed to be temporary, they only represent Palestinian inside Palestine. That means that they don't represent anyone, any Palestinian living in diaspora, in refugee camps or anything. The PNA was supposed to be a temporary council for like four or five years until they finalized the agreements with Israel. But those agreements were not finalized and the PNA has still been going since then. And the fact that the PNA currently is much more stronger and would have like a, a much stronger decision making than the PLO, which is not supposed to happen. There is a third power, which is called the youth power, who are not satisfied with Fatah nor with Hamas because their priorities are totally different than these two political parties. These young people are looking for their own interests. These people are talking about their right to live as any youth all over the world. I have mentioned to you that our main obstacle is the occupation. The second obstacle is the economic situation, but also the youth and all of us are suffering from the reactionary mentality in Palestine. We are suffering from the patriarchal system in Palestine. We are suffering from these feudal values and the domination of clans and tribes in Palestine who are really trying to play a political role by preventing this and not prohibited the young people to do that. I think the coming few months could help us to make our analysis to know who is going to rule Palestine or if we'll be having a change or not. Can you tell us something about that? When are these elections going to be? When were the last elections? The first elections in history was in 1956. The first local elections took place in 1967 under the Israeli occupation. These two elections took place under the Jordanians and the Israelis. When the Palestinian Authority started its work in 1994, the first parliamentary and presidential elections took place in 1996. And it was supposed for our second elections to take place in 1999, but they didn't. They were postponed until 2005. We conducted our presidential elections in 2006. And since that time, we didn't conduct any presidential nor parliamentary. But we have conducted three rounds of local elections. The first one was conducted in December 2004. The second one was conducted in October 2012. And the third one was conducted in May 2017. And the fourth one should be conducted before May 13 this year. And we as PCPD, we are utilizing and investing in all our efforts. We are working day and night to conduct our local elections before May 13 in order to force the Palestinian government to have periodical elections at least for local governments. Is there anything in the basic law that says how often there should be elections? Sure. It is four years for all, for the president, for parliament, for local government. But now for president, we have been for 17 years and for the parliament, 16 years. The only legitimate body in Palestine nowadays it is the local governments because they are not expired. They will be expired on May 13. What's the point of the election if, if it's already planned who's going to take the seats? So at the end, we call the conclusion. What is it? 
No, that's, see, that's, that's, why, a... that's why we should think properly that we need individual people. We don't need people part of parties. Power. They don't have power. See, well, the, let's they use... They do anything because they don't have power. No, they do. They, we ha- they have us. See, when I was in 2006, I literally did not vote. I did not vote to anything, not even presidential elections, none of the other elections. Because I thought, heh, I mean, what's the point? I'm not going to do anything. It's already set. These political parties... But I realized today, if we're going to say the same thing we did last time, your vote and my vote and her vote and your vote, we're all going to miss it. And if we're going to miss it and we're all going for an independent, he will lose that chance or she will lose that chance to actually have something, have more opportunities, have more more individual people, part of the parliament, part of the presidential, part of the government, which at least if they're not in higher positions, they're in positions that they could make a lot more influence than just political parties. elaborate a bit more on how do you work with youth because I guess youth is the future and you said the youth are the ones who want to change something so what are the more practical things that you do you know here in Arabic they are having a say that says the youth of the day the state of tomorrow the youth with whom we have worked during the previous year they have changed the saying into they are saying the youth of the day the state of the day So we are translating this new saying, youth of today are the state of the day, by empowering the capacities of this youth in order to be part of decision making. The PCPD is giving the space for these young people in order to think together, to propose their initiatives and to implement these initiatives on the ground. So really, the Palestinian youth are brilliant. They are so clever. They are smart. They are using each inch of this space that they are given by the PCPD. And we as a staff, we are making facilitation. For example, today, this day, while I'm speaking with you, I was supposed to go to Colquida. But because of this interview, I sent Ikram, my colleague Ikram, to Colquida. In Colquida, we are having something that's called social media bus. The social media bus is a group of 25 youngsters who take a big bus and they make a tour in Talqila district by using all type of social media and filming. And you know, these techniques are used by the youth. They are experts in that. And they have posters saying, we want elections. We want youth participation in our elections. So they are enthusiastic because it is their idea. And they are the ones who are making the implementation. They are committed into that. I guess this generation of youth never even experienced an election before. I have neighbors who are 36 years old and really four days ago, while I was parking my car, one of them asked me about elections because they know that I'm working at the PCPD. He asked me about the election box, if it is similar to the one of the local governments or it is different. 36 years old. He's a teacher of English language. So Wow, he never he never voted. He, he never voted. Only for the local, yeah. Yeah. And the good side of the story for this person, he and his son will be involved in elections because his son will be a monitor, local monitor. So he asked me to call his son and I called him. He told me that I have known that PCPD is preparing for domestic monitoring committee. I'd like to be one of them. 
That's beautiful. That kind of involvement. Then you know that you're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. How did you as a person became part of the PCPD? What is your drive? What makes you want to go to work every day? You know, PCPD is a dynamo in the Palestinian society. And I'm now 60 years old, but I feel that I'm 30. We sit at office to write proposals, to report, to make meetings, but most of our work is in the fields. So for me, I have at least two visits, one in the north, one in the south, on a weekly basis. And even our work doesn't end by three or four, because most of these political sessions nowadays are taking place at night. So... You speak with people from all the districts. You keep in touch with the young people. You see issues and problems, crises in your eyes, and you leave them where you are. Even this young person who asked me to be a monitor, he told me I would like to protect my father's vote. So imagine these young people would like to protect Palestine from violations of classic leadership. So they are having more concern towards their country than those historical leaders. Would you say, if you look at who is now running the show in the Palestinian Authority, are there any youth involved or is it all an older generation? I have published on my Facebook about these categories of ages. People who are from 18 till 49, they represent 78% of Palestinians And these are not having any representative everywhere. So those who are in leadership positions are the minority from age categories. Even people from 18 till 34, they represent 42% and they don't have any. So imagine that even when we talk about regulations and rules, for running for presidential elections, a candidate should be 39 years is not allowed for any less than 39. And the voters from 18 to 39, they represent 41% of Palestinians. People who are less than 28 years are not allowed to run for elections. Oh. Hmm. Yes, it was in 1996, it was 30 years. But PCPD and some other organization, we have made some field campaigns and they accepted making it 28 instead of 30. And for the local governments, it is now 25. If you have such a young population in Palestine, and these people also want to feel represented. So is that something that also PCPD is working on or can work on to get local youth to become more involved really in the political parties? Number one, we believe in participatory education and theological education and critical thinking. And we are struggling against memorization because memorization is at our schools and universities. Our teachers are using the classic methods of teaching. It is taken from Turkey and Turkey occupied us for 450 years. Until now, we are living in the Turkish mentality of education, which is memorizing. So making shifting from memorizing into critical thinking, shifting from memorizing into participatory, it takes time. Here at PCPD, since we are having our own regulations and our own philosophy, we are using the new techniques of education. It is learning, not teaching. It is discussion, not summing. We give the space, we make facilitation. You have to prepare this generation 
to be active and to be part of state building. And state building is not building stones, but it is building people. And people should use their minds, but not to be having the same metaphysical issues that they have taken at schools. They should believe in themselves. They have to trust in themselves, but not to wait solutions from God. We tell them that you are the power of Palestine. Don't wait God to solve your problems. God doesn't know how to solve Palestinian problems. God is busy in America and in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a show. They use the big words, right of return, uh, Jerusalem, freedom, justice, and all that kind of stuff. But okay, we know this. This is actually a standard for everyone. What's actually more than you can give us? All the political parties for the last, let's say, 20 years, since after the Second Intifada, they've been talking about the same thing. They said the same thing in 2006 in the elections. What changed now? Nothing. So those words are a matter of just words. And on the ground, there's nothing that makes sense related to actual needs and what people do. The issue now is what we face is the political parties that we have. It doesn't give a chance for individuals to be representative and for people to vote for them because you must be part of a party and vote to a party or relatives and stuff like that. That's the big issue, I think, today that we're going to face. What do you think that should be high on the agenda to change really the life of Palestinians to become more equal, more justice, more acceptable life? Number one, we need to have the atmosphere for development. And real development will not be achieved while we are having this occupation. Because really, the Israeli occupation is not only occupying Jerusalem or is not only confiscating the Jordan Valley, or not satisfied with the so-called deal of the century of Mr. Trump that gives Palestinians a few number of islands without any connection. They are not satisfied with that. There are some voices of the Israeli leaders are talking about transferring Palestinians out of Palestine. If We'd like to make the change. For me, I have my own philosophy. This liberation has four spheres. Liberation should be preceded by independent economy. Because if we are having our economy, if we don't rely on the Israeli productions, who at the end of the day, who rules Israel? It is the Israeli capitalists who are investing in the West Bank and Gaza since we are using and we are eating and we are buying their productions. And to have our own economy, it should be preceded by development. Development needs an infrastructure, which is educational sector. If we have good education, it could make or find development that generates economy, and then we'll be having political liberation. What do people need? Mainly the youngsters nowadays, they need a new leadership. Ten days ago, I've made a survey poll on my Facebook. I have 5,000 friends at my Facebook. The maximum. Yes. I've asked the friends, if elections are conducted in May, for whom you are going to elect? I gave them two choices. Number one, 
The ex-parliamentary members, I couldn't say the classic leaders because they uh, make trouble for me, but it is understood. I'm talking about the old leaders. Number one, ex-parliamentary members. Number two, young in new faces. What is the result of my survey poll? The results are as follows. Number one, those who vote for number one are 2.8. Oh. And the ones who voted for the new faces, it is 75.5. That's clear. Yes. It means that people are looking for the change. And this is one of the indicators. And we've seen that everywhere. That's hopeful. Yes. If you ask me what is the difference between these elections and the elections of 2006, I tell you, it is upside down, everything. At that time, I was the Secretary General of the Palestinian Domestic Monitoring Committee, and things were in front of myself and my colleagues in the Syrian Committee. But at that time, the Palestinian public opinion was not derived. The Palestinian youth sector was not derived as it is today. So now, 75% telling you, I don't want the classic leaders. And even the other 23%, they don't want to vote for any. But here, if you know why these people will not vote for any, you have to know their answer and their needs. Yeah. And you can add them to your 75%. And you can rule Palestine. It needs now groups of young people to know the needs of these people to put their own program just to talk about the daily life. In my sessions, in my workshops, I insisted on that because even previously we made a survey poll two years ago, and I'm sorry to say that the people were talking about unemployment is the main challenge they face. I guess that this is the same thing I've been hearing from the students that I study with in the Bible College is that right now they have issues much closer to their heart than talking about the higher politics, even though a lot of the problems may relate to the reality, the situation of occupation, but it's not what they are thinking about right now. They are just thinking about how am I going to get enough money to pay the bills at the end of the month and to get my food and to pay for my college. So people are talking about their daily life, as you have mentioned, about their daily needs. Young people would like just to live in Palestine. And even they tell us, you know, why I'm not allowed to rent the house? Why I'm not allowed to get married? Because if you are giving me 145 shekels as the minimum wage in Palestine, how could I rent the house and how could I get married? So really, it's a disaster. If you are going to run for elections, I think you could talk about that. If I run for elections, I would only talk about finding vacancies for young people or yeah. giving them the chance to get married, giving them the chance to, to rent a basement or a studio. Poverty is not their choice. Unemployment is not their choice. So they have to be in decision-making in order to change the situation, to find jobs for their peers. And they could do that by encouraging the agricultural sector in Palestine, by having new rules and regulations to make people going back to agriculture. And by the way, I've read and I've seen from my brothers, when the Israelis occupied Palestine in 1967, they have taken two military laws at that time. Number one is the cancellation of 
agriculture material at schools. People before 1967, one of their main educational methods was agriculture. The Israelis it, removed it, confiscated it. Why? Because they don't want us to be in our land. And they don't want us because the competition is on land. And the second one, you can't imagine what is it. Really, we are a crazy people because we don't respond. The second one, the cancellation of philosophy. People used to have philosophy. So the Israelis know they don't want us to use our minds and they don't want us to go to our land. This is not a sustainability. Yeah, it is not sustainability. Now, if, if youth are going to, to be in decision-making, they should go back into agriculture and into philosophy and even into issues like taxation. And if I am a president, I could announce a decree, for example, imposing taxes on land that is not cultivated and making the cultivated one free. So you solve unemployment in six months. Yeah. Because we are still having land in the area A, which is not cultivated. Mm. Why? Because they couldn't compete the goods that are coming from China. Yeah, exactly. They have to work on supporting the local communities, local produce. I would say Nassif for president. <laughs> If I hear no, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine in working with the youth sector, really. That's great that the PCPD is working on doing that, giving the youth the tools to bring out their voices and to coordinate, to mobilize them. Thank you so much for your time. I know the importance of your work and I know the importance of making our people not to feel they are alone. So we consider such type of interviews is a solidarity with the Palestinian people. So thank you very, very, very much for your work. Thank you, really. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to listen and are going to feel inspired and they may then contact Pax to see how they can support Pax to support you. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for you. Thanks for all Netherlanders. At least give me a candidate who talks about people. People. We are sick of war. We are sick of occupation. We are in occupied. Yes, we are. But tell me about the care, the education, the people, the opportunity of work for people. We live the war. We have it inside us. So people wants to see that in that light to live. People just want to have the day pass just to drink that cup of tea and the, to bring bread for their family and children. This is the basic. If they don't concentrate on this basics, like living, the basic things of living, then talk about the other things about the right of return. It's also important, but people are not living their life. Ikram, thank you very much for having time for us to be part of this podcast. And you are a member of the PCPD. And I spoke to some students at the Bible College in Bethlehem the other day, and they were aware that there are elections coming up, but they said that they don't really have that much knowledge about the whole electoral system, and none of them ever voted before. So what does the PCPD do to educate youth? 
BCBD start at the beginning to ask the youth to register it, to have the right to elect. I think the first thing that BCBD did is encourage the youth and even the people in general, especially the youth, to register it at the election system. So we increase the number of the youth who register it and use their rights. This is the first thing that BCPD did. The second thing is BCPD always organize different workshops and meetings with other youths in different areas all around West Bank to encourage the people to participate in the election. The youngsters feel disappointed. They feel that they are not interested and they feel depressed that any kind of election will change the bad situation. So we met with youth to explain to them how much it's important to participate and to vote and how we should seize the moment and use this election to change and choose people who can help us as youngsters to change our reality. The third thing that we did, to be honest, as you mentioned, the youngsters, they didn't vote before and they know nothing about the electional system. The government and the president renew the election law. So even the old experience we can't learn from. As BCPD, we try to aware people about the new changes and new things in the election law, how it's become better and why it's better and what is the negative things and how we can avoid it. To explain it, it's how to use the new law from a young perspective. The last thing that we did and we still do is the political bus and the tour, the social media bus. We did different social media buses in different regions. We did one in Hebron and another one in Tulkarem, another one in Jenin and Kalkilia. And we are organizing another social media bus in Nablus. And the main idea of this social media bus is to spread the concept of election and encourage people to participate in the elections. As we mentioned, even though that election in Palestine is a democratic process, it will not be democratic if a minority people participate and vote. So we try to encourage the people to vote and use this right. We distribute some posters, we invite them to register it again. We use the media to make live stories on our Facebook page. We shoot films about the people's opinion and how much they find election. It's very important to improve our life because our situation is very bad. This is the social media bus. Ikram, what are options yeah. for people to vote if they don't feel that they want to vote for the existing politicians or the existing parties. Are there, besides Fatah and Hamas, other options? We are still waiting who will be participate in this election. There is a lot of names, but every morning we were discussing who will be the next president in Palestine. And we hear that Fatah and Hamas agreed that we will not add or suggest old names, we will try to suggest new names to represent Fatih and Hamas. There are some names, they are businessmen. Until now, the businessmen, I think they are more worse than Fatih and Hamas, in my opinion. 
The process is still at the beginning and we are waiting if any political party will suggest names to the presidential election. We are waiting, actually. Is it possible in the local elections for any individual to say, I want to participate, like what happened in Tunisia, for example? Normally, because we are activists, we sit together and discuss this kind of topics. Last night, we was talking about, as youngsters, why we can't organize and make our list and participate at the local elections. But the main obstacle that we face that, even though that, for example, in a small village, we have a list of 10 youngsters. They are active. They are full of energy. They are professional. They have the capacity to be part of the local authorities. We need money. Even the procedures to make a list, to make it legal, you need to follow the procedures. For the second steps of the procedures, you need more than 200,000 US dollars. You know how much it's expensive to have your own list as a young people or as a youngster in this society to be part of the local elections. So probably their best option would be to at least have a very good relation with those who are in power and to keep telling them what the young people want, which changes they need, what is in their benefit. Or, yes, or to find a space in the list that it's already organized. If you have a good relations and you can collect votes for the list, you can find your way and put your name in the list as a young people. It would be a sneaky way, but it's difficult. But sometimes some people, some youngsters, are succeed on find a number in one of the lists in the local elections. I felt when I was talking to the students that they are really ready for a change and they really are more hopeful now than they were before. But they feel that they need to have some people that can really represent them and their needs. And they also told me that right now, They are not so much interested in the bigger picture of liberation of Palestine. They really want to have a change that they can benefit from now. Better education, they said. We need a better health system. We need to have jobs. Really local things for Palestinians. This is why they are depressed. If you ask them, what's your priority as a youngster? He will tell you that there is unemployment, there is poverty. The priority of the youngster is completely different about what's happened in political life. And I think this is the results of the separation between Fatah and Hamas. It's the responsibility of the government. It's the responsibility of the political parties. It's the responsibility of the rich people or even the patriarchal system. This is why the youngsters, they feel that the election, it's the last thing that we should think about. But the problem that they didn't think that the election, it will be a good way to improve and change the things that they find high priority. Some youngsters, they start thinking from down, then go to the top. They think that we should improve the educational system, we should improve the health system, and improve different levels in Palestine. Then we start thinking about election and political issues. But they didn't think from top to bottom we should put our effort to choose a good people because these good people will 
help us to improve our health system, educational system, and different levels. This is the problem. Which comes first is an issue when the youngsters start talking about election or political issues. The chicken or the egg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The chicken or the egg, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Ikram. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Imagine if there are more people represented in the parliament that they're not part of political parties. Their voices will matter for the people, not for the political party's agenda. Here where we should focus on. Thank you for listening to Pax Palestine podcast. My name is Crystal and you can find my weekly podcast, Stories from Palestine, on your favorite podcast player or on the website storiesfrompalestine.info. I hope you will tune in again next week for episode 3, the last one of the trilogy. An episode about the work of Danish church aid in the South Hebron Hills. Music